Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Owen O'Sullivan and this is the best of 2021 podcast. We made it, the end of the year, the end of the second year of the pandemic. It was a tough first half of the year, first five months, six months, seven months, eight months, nine months, 10 to 12 months for a lot of people. We went back into lockdown in the first half of the year, hit a lot of people very hard. I've been very lucky, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, that I've been able to work from home with my job and I managed to keep the podcast going all the way through. But in lots of episodes from around then or asking artists about how they're getting on, you can hear them talking about just how hard they found the first few months of 2021. So fair play, lads. We made it. We made it. Usually the best of TPOE podcast is a chat between myself and Ashley O'Riordan and Keelan Sherlock, but this one is a little bit different. First, some explanatory notes. One, I really enjoyed putting together the episode Unplugged and Gulped this year, which was celebrating a decade since they were in the Triscoll Arts Centre. I got voice notes and clips from lots of people and I thought it worked really well as a full episode. If you haven't checked it out yet, uh, go back to the archives. And two, one of the themes in music this year and maybe in the past couple of years is the use of voice notes across an album. To take one example, Maria Kelly on her amazing long-awaited debut album, The Sum of the In-Between, more right at the end of the episode. And a second example, someone called Adele. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Adele? 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 She used them on her third album, which I think came out recently. Haven't heard too much about it. No, no, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I have heard it. And I think it's really, really good. Now, I could segue into talking about basketball here because Adele's boyfriend is LeBron James's agent, Rich Paul. But this is a music podcast and not a US sports show, alas, so I will stick to my lane, but if you'd like to ask me my opinion on US sports or soccer or, well, the cricket is on at the moment, uh, the Ashes is on in Australia, please ask me my opinion on all of these things. I am more than happy to help, and who knows, maybe this podcast will pivot into sports chat in the next year, but maybe not. <laughs> so for this episode, those are my two explainer notes. Uh, so basically, I just got a load of people to send me voice notes talking about how the year was for them. I'll sprinkle my voice throughout, but I thought that this was a fun way of doing it. There's lots of music in here too, so pen and paper or the digital equivalent at the ready. I don't know what you say. Just have your phone ready, your notes app open, Shazam maybe, and we'll get right into it. We'll start with the first person who sent me a voice note, Shane Dunn. MD of Independence Festival, co-founder of Music Cork and a promoter at MCD. He's been one of the vocal critics of the government restrictions on the live music sector. I think there's been a growing cohort of critics of the restrictions, uh, particularly over the past while. This is what he sent me on Thursday, November 25th. It's all a little bit weird, I think, doing kind of a, you know, best of the year, maybe after what, as an industry, we've kind of gone through for the last you know, nigh on two years now at this point, but um, there has been some amazing stuff that's come out during it. And I suppose things that people have moved into and, and done different things and had to try different things, because like, especially in our industry of, of live and of, you know, the business of mass gatherings, you know, we've had to do something else because, you know, we've been kind of closed for, for all of it pretty much. Um, music wise for me, you know, as a, a statistic now, you know, a 41 year old father of two, um, you know, 
I listen to lots of stuff still from the 80s and the 90s and the early 90s, but like from a new point of view um, or new music, um, I absolutely love the For Those I Love album. I think like I think David Balfe is a, is a genius. And like that album is something obviously very personal to him, but, you know, I think he can he can go wherever he wants to go. You know, he can go to whatever level as, a, as an artist, and a musician that he wants to. You know, he's, a, he's an exceptionally talented human. Um, where we should end by saying sister was beautiful. Um, I really liked the the new Corona single. Uh, write your own, write, write our own soundtrack. Um, really, really catchy track. Really, really good. Um, and big Biffy Claro fan. So the the two albums that they've kind of released over the last I suppose eighteen months, Celebration of Endings and The Myth of the Happily Ever After. Um, you know, both really, really good albums. Like I do listen to a lot of stuff on Spotify and it tends to be kind of in the car and. You know, over the last while, I've been listening a bit to Kojak, Dave, Wolf Alice, Sam Fender, um, the new stuff from Falls, lots more. Um, Favourite gig of the year is, I suppose we didn't do too many, but, uh, you know, we've had so few. But the Scratch at Autumn Air in Mitchellstown, which was a, a series of, of small shows that we did via an LPSS grant. Um, I think it was the first time that we felt like we might make it, like we might kind of come back. It was... It was a really kind of visceral experience. It was, it was only a couple of hundred people, but you could feel the release. And to be there with some of the lads from Indy kind of made it all that bit more special. Um, before that, I'd probably have to go back to kind of summer 2020 um, and say Songs from an Empty Room, which was a, a TV show we did to, to to raise funds for, you know, people who were impacted in our industry by the, by the shutdown. Um, it was really special to be just in a room with kind of your colleagues and your friends and artists and, and do something that was, you know, helpful to so many people. Um, and I think for me personally to, to be the one that got the call that day from Nadine and Maverick to say that you two wanted to donate 200,000 euros, you know, personally, that was a, that was a great feeling. Uh, TV. Oh, um, we've watched a lot of that over the last two years. Um, it's all Netflix really. Um, in this house, um, I, I found Shit's Creek, like kind of a great decompressor during COVID, you know, it was real kind of popcorn TV and, you know, kind of quite a happy show. So, you know, when everything outside was so shit and dark, you know, it was, um, that was a nice one. I, I tend to watch and rewatch kind of lots of uh, Anthony Bourdain shows and, and other cooking shows like Chef's Table and Somebody Feed Phil and um, things like that on, on Netflix. And I've just started on Succession. Um, and I haven't seen The Sopranos or The Wire, but I have both downloaded. So, you know, I might get stuck into them over Christmas. You know, people, people tell me that they're good. Like COVID, uh, look, COVID is never ending, really. Um, you know, with so many gigs cancelled, so many rescheduled, so many calls from suppliers, you know, losing their businesses, you know, friends worried about losing their homes. Um, I think the thing that I took most from it over the last two years was kind of how little regard government, for the most part, have for what we do. You know, we were the sector closed the longest with the strictest of restrictions, and yet we got by far the lowest financial supports. Um, you know, when the talk was constantly about hospitality, but, you know, they were open and getting CRSS and other supports, you know, and you're closed and you're not getting them. You know, that was very hard to take. And, you know, there was, was multiple times that Michal Martin went on, on TV over the last 12 months and, you know, he would talk about pubs and restaurants and we wouldn't even be mentioned, you know, and, you know, you're completely shut. You know, you're at absolute zero and your income has gone to zero. You know, that was that was really, really hard and to be kind of disregarded like that. So that was quite difficult. Um, personally... You know, I found it really hard. Um, you know, I would have considered myself mentally very strong, you know, rightly or wrongly. Um, but I've had some very, very dark days over the last 20 months. Um, I would think I've been very hard to live with at times. Um, probably not been great to be around. I'd, like, I don't think I'm out the other side of that yet. 
Um, on the other hand, I've worked on some really great projects like Songs from an Empty Room, Subterranean Sessions, Autumn Air, you know, and spent the last nine months working with brilliant people as we, we played a little part, um, putting event staff kind of back to work on the vaccine rollout, you know, which felt a little bit like pulling on the green jersey, which was which was great. You know, it's probably at 41 now, I'm unlikely to, to get a call from Stephen Kenny. Um, you know, and I really, you know, I just hope that, you know, where we are now, um, is that we're we're about to get out the other side, and you know that next summer, you know, we can kind of just stand with a beer in, in hand and a glass and gra- grass under our feet, um, you know, with our friends. You know, I was was tempted to do the Varadkar quote there, but I didn't. Thanks to Shane Dunn who sent me that voice note on Thursday, November twenty fifth. Eight days later, eight days after that, new restrictions were announced, with indoor venues having to return to fifty percent capacity, all seated, basically making shows unviable as a commercial entity. But fair play to the acts, venues, promoters, and everybody else involved who have been able to pivot since and are putting on two shows in a night, or who have rescheduled to next year. But man, what a dose! What a dose! I was going to ask Shane if he wanted to send me another note about the rules, but I thought keeping it as it was was indicative of how it's been this year. You just can't get used to things the rules they're changing all the time and just when you maybe get settled with things it all gets ripped up again the rules are expected to last until january 9th it took so long for gigs to return this year so hopefully we won't be waiting as long in 2022 to see some live music i went to the pilot shows over the summer as gigs were not even slowly coming back, trickling back, hopefully, maybe going to be coming back. So James Vincent McMorrow in Ivy Gardens and Denise Chyla, Gavin James and pals in the Royal Hospital Kilmainham. But yeah, it still took way too long for shows to return. And when they did, it was 60% capacity in September, which I thought was arbitrary at the time. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of them. I went to see Villagers in Vickers Street and I thought something was lacking about the show. Um, I had tickets to see one of his three shows, which had sold out in Vicker Street, which were supposed to be happening this weekend. They've now been cancelled and he has been announced for Ivy Gardens next summer, which will be a really special show. But yeah, finally, gigs returned on October 22nd and I did manage to pack in some great ones in a very short space of time. Gemma Dunleavy in the Academy. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. She got her family up on stage for Up to Flats, an absolutely joyous occasion. I got to see For Those I Love and Kojak separately, respectively, uh, at the Olympia and Little Sims at the end of November in the Academy. The only way is up for Little Sims. Man, she is going to be a star. If she isn't already, I think she might be a star already, actually. Supporting Kojak around the UK and Ireland was Graham Cooney from Cork, aka Yankee, who writes some of the best pop tunes around. Hit after hit after hit after hit. Hopefully there's an album coming in 2022, or at the very least, a lot more hits. Here is Yankee to talk us through his year. His first shout out, spoiler alert, is Laurie Shaw, who's just released a great new track, Bargain Hunt. The first to be taken from the forthcoming album, The Great Southern. I think it might be Larry's 93rd album. I, I saw him saying that and I'm not sure if it's a joke or not. It might be in the 40s, but he is in the dozens and dozens and dozens of albums uh, that Larry Shaw has released to date. The song sees Larry wandering around a car boot sale, searching for memorabilia and nostalgic paraphernalia from a previous relationship. Here I am again. 
Aimlessly walking around this car boots here Where did you go? Did something fun instead, probably In a Mark Tudor style pub Sampling their pale ale When am I going to relax? When will I beat back the fear Of just getting in the car And driving out here Instead of hiding in the China Hiding in the annuals from the 70s or earlier Looking for a bargain on this authentic replica receipt my favorite music of this year has been like it's weird like when i think of that question i just think of like people i'm like buddies with to be honest like irish artists it's weird like when you can't go to like to gigs like go to festivals or go and see bands like coming in from you know other countries i just kind of didn't look any further than like people i'm friends with or like irish artists who i know you know what i mean um and like you know straight away i think of like laurie shaw the stuff he's been putting out over the last year has been so good and like so much stuff to to go on already yeah i've been listening to his music just because it kind of like reminds me of like doing gigs in Cork back in you know back a couple of years ago um, and like going to, going to see Laurie live and like seeing all my buddies up up on stage playing and like drinking pints and having fun <laughs> but yeah Laurie Laurie kind of has never stopped putting no good music really like it's just so fun and like has a really like I love music that like has a sense of humor about itself and Laurie like kind of like um, does that really really well does it perfectly how much lips these are the shoes you were wearing that night still Another, like, another, actually, huge one. Can't forget about this. Like, one of my, one of my, one of my favorite albums of the year, hands down, and that's no exaggeration. Um, Pride and Joy by Damsel, who is, is, Damsel is the stage name of my friend Luke, who I've been friends with for years, and played with for years and played in loads of different bands and stuff um but i think luke is he's one of my favorite songwriters of all time um and that's again no exaggeration i genuinely mean that um i think he's just a brilliant brilliant songwriter and 
if songwriting is what you're into, which is what, you know, kind of just all that I'm into really, um, then like, I just, yeah, he just, uh, you, you can't get better than him, I don't think. Um, and that album is very close to my heart because when I, like, when I first started playing in Damsel, um, with Luke and like all my other buddies, um, we were playing the we were playing some of the songs that are on this album, so this was a good couple of years ago, and we were playing in like Cork, you know, like in in the Roundy and like in Cypress Avenue and stuff like that, and we played at a few festivals, played in Galway, played in Dublin, so like listening to that album and kind of seeing it out there now, finally kind of released and going back to listen to some of those songs like just brings back really good memories of like playing gigs they're all just so catchy as well like I just feel like I just like picked up a guitar when I heard those songs again and I could play the songs you know like I just remembered the songs perfectly they're just like airworms some of those tunes um but yeah that's another one that's just been like I've I you know I've just had it on repeat since he put it out. Well, of course, we can't talk about Irish music at the moment without talking about CMAT, who also is, I'm very proud to say, a friend of mine. And me and CMAT made music together when we were just little babas. We were about 17 or 18, and we made a couple of tunes together when we were all kind of clueless to the world. What Sima has done in the last, you know, couple of years, but this year in particular, has been just like, yeah, I don't know. She's just, she's such a good like producer, songwriter, musician, just artist in general. Like she's just really, really good. And I think like the meeting of like that unreal, like brilliant, brilliant songwriting, brilliant pop songwriting kind of merging with like the visual stuff like the music videos she has um is just like 
something to aspire to like as someone who's just not very good at those things like i'm not good at music videos or anything like that i'm just so like kind of i have no ideas but i'm trying to get better and yeah if and kind of see matt as is is kind of someone to look up to in that respect for me definitely because like it's just so good and again so fun and like has a brilliant sense of humor about itself and like just so catchy and brilliant songwriting which is the most important thing but yeah yeah Seema like she's yeah a legend a legend for all time <laughs> the year has been pretty weird for me like obviously it's been it's had some you know bad moments with like gigs getting cancelled or like rescheduled and stuff like that um but it's also been a really good year for me in that like i've wanted to tour for i mean like since i can remember basically like it's just kind of been my like dream to like go on a tour and like tour around or whatever and finally got to do that when i supported kojak on his town's dead tour in november which we i feel like we literally just squeezed it in just as like ireland went back into lockdown and like gigs started becoming like like you know like getting cancelled and all that but yeah that was that was huge for me like it was just so nice to kind of get out and uh and play music again because like i hadn't played music for so long and then i kind of had no gigs planned (laughs) and then all of a sudden within like you know a couple of weeks i had like 20 gigs or something so that was really nice so that's like it is it's definitely been a good year good year for me in that respect and like i feel like i've put out some good music this year as well and like made really good music that i'm proud of as well kind of waiting to waiting to come out maybe next year or something like that but yeah i mean just talking about irish releases of this year like kojak's kojak's um debut album is like just so good and another person to kind of like who just has it down kind of like he's kind of just made to be a to be an artist and be a musician and you know a writer he's kind of just does it all he's just kind of made to do it like you know. so you fellas got a gun he don't know my real name he's a lame baby what's it gonna take to make the lane switch fed up in a pub wet my whistle between your legs on my pegs you say something like you don't for me if i made it you play too much tell me i'm your favorite game we could cheat rubber blanket split the sheets and get you naked i'm quaking knocking boots got my body shaking i'm lovesick doctor doctor you must be mistaken it ain't that deep said it ain't no, it ain't that deep You can set the scope, my sleeve is from my heart side Ain't that deep, said it ain't No, it ain't that deep Shallow puddle in your water, get the iron vines Ain't that, no, it ain't Said it ain't that deep What the boy keep tripping, falling when you write back It ain't that deep, said it ain't No, it ain't that hmm. Okay, okay, maybe that's a little little Hey, your fellas got a gun Still don't know my real name You afraid, say you don't don't know what I happen if you find out. Uh, he's a punk. Me and him just ain't the same. He's all news. Wrap him on some chip or take a bite. Cruising through the pipe. I still got you on my brain. Look like Cupid got me wrapped up in the lasso. Uh, say I love you, kiss and hug you. Hit me with the who's this? Oh, shit. 
was I supposed to know we had your price code? Yeah, and those lads, like those softball lads, have just helped me out so much in in respect in in terms of like just being better with like creativity and all that stuff, um, and just like kind of really have encouraged me to kind of get back out there and like start putting out music again and like really put more effort into what I'm doing and like um definitely kind of learned to like love what I'm doing again over the last couple of months because of those boys and um yeah they're just they're legends I'm hopeful I'm I'm full of hope for next year I think I probably would have said the same thing last last this time last year but I, I don't think there's any other way you can live if you can't live with hope um you'll just go a bit mental like you'll go a bit mad so I have hope this time next year we'll be millionaires and I'll leave you there now with a little um a little only f- only fools and horses quote all right Staying up Sweet like honey, drive white limousines like that.
Thanks to Graham Cooney, aka Yankee, for all that. Music you heard in there included Laurie Shaw, Bargain Hunt, Damsel, Headhums, Kojak, That Deep, and Yankee, Dolly, which we can all agree now, after hearing it, is a great song. Graham mentioned CMAT there, and I didn't play any of her music in it. Why not, Owen? Don't you like CMAT anymore? I think last year on the Best of 2020 podcast, myself and Ashley and Geelan had a special segment dedicated to CMAT and how great she is. Uh, here is CMAT, okay? She's right here right now and she's going to tell us about her year and there is plenty of CMAT music in this. Here's one of the tracks. It's called I Don't Really Care For You. international pop sensation country music extraordinaire so you have asked me to compile a list or like you know read off my favorite releases of 2021 now this will come as a shock to absolutely no one but i really do not keep up with contemporary pop culture in any way shape or form and that sounds so contrived but hear me out hear me out i listen to the same I've been listening to the same 20 songs over and over again for the last like 10 years and I really I couldn't tell you a single thing that was released this year. I could I could not name you a single song, a single album that was released this year because I genuinely don't know.
Let me go through my top songs of 2021 in order so you can kind of hear what I'm talking about. Number one song for me of 2021, the thing that I played the most times this year, listened to the most, is the song It's Gonna Be Me by InSync. That is not a joke. Number two song was Tom Aspall's WN. Tom Aspall released an album in 2020 called Black Country Disco, which is maybe it's 2019. I don't know. Uh, he lis- He released an album called Black Country Disco. It's my favorite thing that I have ever heard in my life. It's unbelievable. My third most, most listened to song of the year was the song Tender by Tom Aspall. <laughs> I also listened to the album Good at Falling by the Japanese House quite a lot in the year of our Lord 2021, even though it's released in 2019. A song that I listened to apparently 72 times this year is the song called I Wonder If I Take You Home by Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam Full Force. An album that I listened to quite a lot this year is the two albums released by Declan McKenna. Uh, what do you think about the car and zeros? And the reason for that is because I supported Declan Kenna on tour for a month and it was the best time ever and I love his music and I think he is brilliant and a genius. So that's kind of contemporary. Other albums that I listened to a lot this year, all of the good Linda Sparn albums. I don't know if you know Linda Sparn, they're like a folk band from the 1970s. Uh, from Newcastle, they've got that song. The fucking the time is all mine, all mine. The fucking the time is all mine. Listened to that quite a lot. Um, I got really into this artist from Japan in the 1980s. She released City Pop. Her name is Miki Matsubara. Um, a lot of people know her for that song that was really popular on TikTok. It's it's called Stay With Me. It's like, stay with me. I can't speak Japanese and I definitely butchered it. Really sorry to any Japanese speakers listening, but I love her music. Um, Listened to a lot of Robbie Williams. A lot of Robbie Williams. A lot of Robbie Williams. Listen to um, Mirrors, the Bronze Anthology Collection by Sally Oldfield. Sally Oldfield is the sister of Mike Oldfield and she's better than Mike, man. She's better than Mike. She has this song called Blue Water. She's this song. Sally Oldfield has a song called Blue Water that's eight and a half minutes long. And it is the best song I've ever heard in my whole entire life. I used to listen to it every day in my dressing room before going on stage for the Declan McKenna tour and I would scream it at the top of my lungs because it's a really good uh, vocal warm-up but I don't I don't tell you what happens in that song but it's eight and a half minutes long not a second wasted not a second wasted
there's actually two albums that I listened to this year that were released this year, which is growth for me. Um, one of them is an album called Mercy by an artist called Natalie Bergman. It is an amazing album. It was released on uh, Third Man Records, which Owen, as you will know, is the record label belonging to Jack White of the White Stripes. And generally, I try to listen to most things that are on that label, but that record in particular, it's a gospel record. It's a Jesus record and it's absolutely beautiful. It's so amazingly produced. And the other album that I listened to a lot that was released this year was Blue Bannisters by Lana Del Rey because I am a Lana Del Rey stan, super fan. I've listened to her my whole life. I will Lana till I die basically. Give you all my money, give you all my money, give you all my money. I don't wanna live. So good. No. In a general sense, let's try and talk about 2021. 2021 was some high highs and some low lows, some low lows. Um, you know, I, in terms of the highs, you know, I got to release three songs this year. I was lucky enough to be able to film music videos for all of them because they landed around the time where um, restrictions were kind of open to creative industries and filming and stuff. So I was I was really, really grateful because I had a, a thing in 2020 where I had to make a music video myself. So I was really grateful for those. I got to write, record and finish my first album, which is obviously a lifelong dream of mine and any artist. And I'm really, really, really proud of it. It's called If My Wife Knew I'd Be Dead. And it's going to be released on February 25th, 2022, two days after my birthday. And I also got to play some shows. As I said earlier on, I um, got to support Declan McKenna on tour in the UK for a month in September. And that was amazing. It was very exhausting because there was a lot of gigs, but it was it was just great. It was great being back around people again for that short time and um, playing shows and uh, in particular getting bullied by teenage girls for uh not releasing a particular song i was playing this song on the tour called peter bogdanovich and there was girls i love them dearly there was girls who came to the first show that i played which i believe was cardiff and then they had returned again as a group to one of the last shows i did which was birmingham and they had learned all of the words or quite a lot of the words anyway they learned quite a lot of the words to this song called Peter Bogdanovich which is going to be on my album but uh yeah they just they give out to me on Twitter and Instagram every day because I haven't released the song yet oh I see Matt when are you gonna release that Peter song um so that's been a really nice time 
and it's good crack. And I also got to play headline shows in Ireland, which is like dream, dream come true. I got to do a headline show in Wheelands that uh, made my manager cry, <laughs> which was which was good. And um, I got to play live at St. Luke's, which is absolutely amazing. It actually, live at St. Luke's in particular was very moving for me because uh, they didn't turn the house lights down when I walked down on stage. So for like five to ten seconds when I got on stage, I could see literally the entire crowd and I could see what everyone looked like and what everyone was wearing. And I was I was just I was just moved to tears almost by the fact that so many people that were coming to see my show were in their going out clothes, like going out, going out clothes, like girls in strappy dresses, heels, lash extensions, actual extensions um tan nails everything everything there was there was a boy in the front row who i could see the whole time that was wearing a corset and heels and i just you know what it did it confirmed a suspicion that i've had all along which is that people who are fans of cmat are the sexiest people you'll ever meet and the best dressed people you'll ever meet and it's just it just goes it's just you know it's just great omen it's great omen for the future and yeah i'm really hopeful um re-covid i think we're i think we're learning to live with it obviously ireland has gone back into restrictions um which is you know devastating especially for the arts because they're not getting the support that they need from the irish government which oh my god who'd have thunk it the irish government is not fit for purpose oh my god shocker um <laughs> but i am hopeful I'm, I still, I have to hang on to, I have to hang on to hope that things will, I don't want to say return to normal because I don't think we'll ever return to normal, but I really do think that there's going to be a lot of life back in us next year. I think we're slowly learning to live with it. And I think, you know, the art sector in particular is getting better and better at adjusting and equipping, becoming used to gigs during COVID time. And there is ways of doing them safely. Like, you know, they were really safe when I was, when I was supporting Deck on tour in September, you know, it was masks and lateral flows and um, everyone was double jabbed and uh, proof of vaccination and laddie flow and everything. And, you know, it felt safe and nobody, you know, and whenever someone got sick, there was a procedure. And I just think, I think we're only going to get better and better at this. So I'm hopeful that gigs, etc., will go back to full swing next year i have to be hopeful because if i'm not hopeful of that i will surely just disintegrate into a pile of dust because i am a musician so that's all i have to say really looking forward to 2022 i have a band now if you think that fans of sema are sexy beautiful well-dressed people wait until you got guys on the sema band they're all so gorgeous and uh, stunning looking and well-dressed and very kind people. And I'm very happy to be going around the world with them next year. That's going to be really exciting. And I'm really excited to release the album and for everyone to hear it. And I'm really, 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 really excited to meet everyone, finally, who's been so kind to me and so good to me by buying the records and supporting me. And... Uh, sending me messages every day, bullying me into trying to release a silly song. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have to say. Thanks, Owen.
Thanks to CMAT for that great clip. The only way is up for her. We heard the amazing No More Virgos during that. Uh, it's going to feature on CMAT's debut album, If My Wife Knew I'd Be Dead, which is out on February 25th. Since I've now featured Yankee and CMAT, maybe I should give my songs of the year. Maybe it's time. I'll do international ones first and build up to the Irish tracks of the year. So joint fifth, so technically my top six favourite songs of the year. Japanese Breakfast, Be Sweet, and Big Thief, Little Things. Japanese Breakfast is Michelle Zauner, who has been releasing albums for a good few years now, and she also released a book in 2021 as well, Crying in Merit. It is a memoir of food and the death of her mother and Korean culture and finding that Korean culture in America and the melange of all of those things at once. And it's also a music book as well so it's a really really great book the album japanese breakfast put out this year jubilee it didn't quite live up to the expectations of b suite which set a very high bar but the song is so good the al- the album is great really really good uh japanese breakfast get better with every album and hopefully finally get to see them uh in 2022 check out soft sounds from another planet from 2017 i think as well if you haven't already big thief little things everybody loves big thief i think that this is probably my most played track on spotify in terms of uh you know when an album finishes and then another song plays i feel like after everything that i listen to like everything i pick out to listen to an album or a song or whatever it goes into big thief little things so i've heard this track a lot in 2021 I have tickets to see Big Thief in the National Stadium in Dublin at the end of February, which might be one of the gigs of the year. Fingers crossed. I presume it might well be. They've got a double album coming out in 2022 as well. I think they are one of the best bands in the world right now. Fourth on my top five slash six international songs of the year, Time Out of Mind by Lou Haitner. It's a cover of a Steely Dan song, which I didn't know when I pressed play. That's probably a bad look for someone that might consider themselves a music journalist. But there you go. Uh, I love this track. Lou was in the new rave band, New Young Pony Club, like 10 to 15 to, oh my God, is it almost 20 years ago? It's from an album called Private Sunshine, which again, kind of like the Japanese Breakfast one. It didn't quite reach the lofty standard set by the first single. But anyway, love this track. Love it. Third is Charlie XCX with Good Ones, just an unbelievable pop tune, but that is all the Charlie XCX does, unbelievable pop tune. Lil Nas X featuring Jack Harlow is number two, Industry Baby. It's one of those big songs, the brass introduces it and it just, you just know that you're in for something special and that is exactly what Lil Nas X does on this track. Lil Nas X feels like a capital letter important artist right now. He released his debut album Montero and he's one of those acts who, you know, he got big with a viral hit and you wonder, do they even need albums nowadays when the music industry might just be focused on TikTok? Are albums that important? I think Lil Nas X proved that albums can still be important from the artwork, which is unbelievable due to some of the stories that he's telling, like about his father and some of the collaborations that are on this, like Elton John almost handing the baton over to uh, Lil Nas X, and also the track featuring Miley Cyrus that closes the album, Am I Dreaming? 
just really really great all the way through but yeah industry baby was one of the singles and i just think it is unbelievable but number one and it was number one from pretty much the second that I heard it. It's Chaise Long by Wet Leg. The Isle of Wight duo are releasing their self-titled debut album in 2022. And it's just going to be great. Everything that they've done has just been amazing. But Chaise Long is just ridiculous, uh, hilarious, and so catchy as well. I listened to it nonstop over the summer. I thought it was just going to be the song of the summer, but then it stretched into the song of the autumn as well. And I just keep going back to it. Uh, can't get enough of Wet Leg or Chaise Long. So that's my favorite international track of the year. And now we'll go through the top five Irish tracks. Uh, slightly overthought a little. So I've decided to exclude any tracks that are on my favorite albums, which I'll talk about later. Does that make sense? Okay. Number five is Yankee Drive. I could have picked any of Yankee's singles. I think they're all amazing. Claire Sands, who was on the TPOE podcast earlier this year, she was talking about this track, Our Dumb Druin, uh, which we're listening to right now. It's a collaboration with Steve Cooney, and it is one of four collaborative tracks that Claire has released, including Chocked on Fire with Liam O'Mahony, Untuk Fiabio, Good to Be Alive. God, my Irish is so bad, isn't it? Oh my God, I'm so sorry if people are listening. <laughs> Uh, that track is with Breedine Aralum de Ruin with Steve Cooney and Tommy Sands and Carry My Song with Susan O'Neill. So Claire released these four tracks made in the four provinces of Ireland with these people who are living there. Uh, a great series. I think she's recording her album at the moment. She's amazing live if you haven't seen her yet. I just think she's an amazing artist. And this track in particular is probably my favorite of the four. But again, kind of like Yankee, I could pick any of them on any given day.
first day is my favorite track of villagers fifth album fever dreams and that is number three on uh, my top five irish tracks of the year so villagers featuring here mustn't mean that they made my top five albums of the year and you are correct if you're paying attention to my uh overthought rules uh i didn't love the new villagers album but this track is a real stunner really enjoyed it number two is a new band called new dad from galway they released an EP called Waves, and they also released this track afterward called Ladybird, which is a real throwback. It sounds very early 90s and kind of slacker, but it's very much its own thing. And yeah, I saw them in the Workman's Club at the end of November during that heady month of gig, gig, gig. And man, they feel like a band that you can really believe in. They feel like something really, really special is brewing up there. Every track just feels like a moment. After that, I went home and I instantly bought tickets to their show in April in Whelan's. And number one is No More Virgos from CMAT. ABBA-esque, just all killer, all killer. CMAT, she can do no wrong. And she won't do any wrong in 2022 when she releases her debut album. Okay, so next up we're going to hear from two acts who didn't release too much music in 2021. First, Christy from Laboom. We didn't have a festival season this summer, alas. Laboom usually king of the festivals um but they sold out cypress avenue and Wheelands in october i think with ease as well it's fair to say so i wanted to hear from christy how the year was for him what he was listening to what he's been up to and maybe you might even get to hear what's coming up in 2022 from him uh just know that since he first sent me this message i've been absolutely rinsing his first album recommendation that he makes so keep an eye out for that and definitely go check it out i won't spoil that for you he also recommends new dad too so we're gonna hear a track from them during the course of his clip as well and then after christy we'll go straight into emma langford the singer songwriter from limerick who has some great recommendations for you My thoughts on 2021, I could probably talk about this all day, but I'm just going to keep it short and just list a few things that I liked. Um, they're not necessarily my best of, but just, yeah, some standout things I listened to or watched or read or whatever. Yeah, well, first of all, looking back on, on 2021, I find it pretty much impossible to tell the difference between 21 and 2020. The two years seem to kind of just like bleed into one another and become one big long year. But um, yeah, one standout album for me was Actual Life by Fred again. Didn't really know much about Fred again before listening to it. And yeah, it's just a class album. Really lovely idea, basically, where he's just using kind of found sound from like the internet and like you know, Instagram, YouTube and all that. And basically, and, and also like recordings of him and friends and him and people he's met along the way. And basically just sets them on top of some banging tunes and um, it works really well and it's it's just class a uh, really lovely idea for an album and yeah it's just a lovely lovely journey um, and for me it came at a good time I was uh, I was kind of going through a long phase of not listening to any dance music at all uh, I guess just with like you know clubs being closed and you know gigs not on and festivals not on kind of fell fell away from dance music for a while and yeah this album really just kind of got me buzzing again you know got me kind of excited and uh yeah it was class um so i loved that another ep i liked was uh waves by new dad 
I just love you, Dad, in general. Um, and this album, or this way, this EP, I've just been like rinsing the shit out of for the last few months. Actually, yeah, one podcast I go back to a lot now. It's not a new one. It's uh, Tape Notes. It's been going for a few years. But it's uh, it's basically just a nerdy version of uh, Song Exploder, where they just go a bit deeper, you know, where they take, like, an artist and a producer and they talk about how an album was made. But, um, yeah, Fred again did uh, a Tape Notes episode a couple of weeks after he released the album. And I think that's a really good listen. Like if you're into Fred again at all, or if you enjoyed the album, or even if you didn't, I think it gives the album lovely like context, and uh, yeah, just the stories behind the different recordings he uses and all of that. It just really adds to the whole experience of listening to the album, you know. So that was a class uh, podcast, and I loved that. That was one of my favorite uh, tape notes episodes. Another podcast that just stayed with me, um, just was quite a hard hitting one, was called uh, The Witness. I think the full name is The Witness in His Own Words. Um, but basically, it's just the story of Joseph O'Callaghan, uh, who just re- retells his life story in his own words and how he kind of, as a kid, got caught up in a kind of a gangland kind of drugs thing. Um, and yeah, how. He had witnessed something uh, which led to him being like one of the youngest people ever in Ireland uh, to be put on witness protection. And then the effects that this had on him, like, you know, in his you know later years and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's just a really like it's not an easy listen, but really, really good podcast. Um, like just a shocking story. But um, but yeah, I absolutely loved it and devoured that uh, that podcast in about a day, I think trying to think now maybe book uh yeah well the most recent book i read was the sally rooney uh beautiful world one um i kind of avoided it during all the hype of its release and uh, i was just hearing so much about it there was part of me who just didn't want to read it then <laughs> um and i just went back to it just a couple of weeks ago and uh yeah just loved it and just finished it um it's brilliant i kind of came late to the game on uh Squid Game, I was a bit late coming to that, but uh, so I literally just finished it like two nights ago. Um, but yeah, thought that was great. I thought it was really, really good. Loved it. Just so fucking off the walls. But um, yeah, I loved it. Uh, so you've got yourself some tunes, podcast, book, Netflix show. I think that's about it. Um, I think for me, like how was 2021? Yeah, it was... Uh, I enjoyed it, you know, I thought, um, obviously it was shit, like that things were closed and festivals were closed, but, and not on and all that stuff, that was obviously shit, but uh, I found a love for house parties, (laughs) Um, 
went to a lot of very good house parties, I have to be honest. And I actually ended up, I'm writing an album at the moment, I'm actually nearly finished it, but I ended up writing the whole album about the summer of 2021 um, and different house parties um, I was at and just, yeah, the ups and downs of, of that summer. Um, so for me, it was kind of nice to, yeah, I feel like if, if, if clubs were open and if I was just doing my normal thing, I wouldn't have experienced that as much, you know. Yeah, that was it for me. I think good year. Uh and but I'm I'm pretty happy to be seeing things open back up again now. Got to play a few shows myself recently and that was fucking amazing. It's only when you're back up doing it you're like shit, now I know what I missed. Um and yeah, I'm excited for twenty twenty two. Hopefully I've got loads of big plans. Got an album coming out next year and a load of tours and all that kind of stuff. So I'm absolutely buzzed for that. Hey, the point of everything listeners, this is Emma Langford here. Having a look back at my favourite stuff, my favourite creative outputs of 2021, the weird year that it was, the year that art played a huge part in keeping us all sane. I think some of my favourite stuff was, like I watched a lot of TV, I have to say. I watched a lot of The West Wing. I watched Ted Lasso, season one, season two. Uh, watched This Way Up, Ashling B's work of genius, season one and season two. Started into Hawkeye. God, there was so much great TV, but then music-wise, I mean, Ireland was an absolute goldmine for music. There was Declan O'Rourke's new album, which is absolutely stunning. Just, just a work of pure genius and so diverse and so interesting compared with I mean I've always loved his work but Arrivals was a whole new a whole new animal One day I'll be an artist I will rise up with the dawn Mix colours for my canvas Through the silence of the morning And painter's light The quiet there, a fishing boat will gently breathe in its colors and reflect across the sky filled scene in painter's light. There's Tully McKay's stuff, which was just gorgeous and uplifting, and perfect dancing in the kitchen stuff. Um, Denise Chyla and the Narrow Lane lads obviously put out some extraordinary new work. I think one of my most listened to songs on a streaming platform that will not be named was Days by Laura Elizabeth Hughes, which was gorgeous. One, two, three, four. Restless Sat where I left me Tested Just like the time I spend thinking I could keep you in my pocket Wrapped up in the secrets I swore I'd hold But the way that the days, the days lose their standing Oh, the way that the days, the days lose their Standing oh. 
Orla Gartland's Woman on the Internet as well, which was just, just such a great, like, what, a just non-stop feckin' bops, <laughs> as, the, as the kids say. I don't know if the kids still say that, but anyway, it was a very good album. It continues to be a very good album. And outside of Ireland then, Olivia Rodrigo, and just all of these, like, brilliant, super fun, great works of music, which I was just thrilled to see come out and uh, and to see people have creative output was amazing. Um, I think Sive's song Winter was for me a very inspiring song. Winter has come today I've watched it shed the clouds and turn to blue from grey I sip my coffee though it's cold the very grains within it know that has come today We'll go walking in frosty places And we will creep out in the drowsy light So we can be sure we're alive You'll tell me it's okay That we are all just passing by But you 
and then Mike Hanrahan, who I've been getting the chance to work with quite a bit, released a couple of really, really beautiful singles. So, yeah, I've been kept, I've been spoiled really with new art to enjoy and and old art as well you know stuff that was released years ago that I'm only now getting a chance to really immerse myself in and, and enjoy you know Irish authors um that have been that have, have books that came out you know Ghosts in the Throat by Dara Nagrafa and god I can't even think now but there was so many phenomenal books by Irish authors that I got a chance to to really really enjoy for the first time I allowed myself to enjoy and uh yeah so I'm I'm very grateful to to all of the artists who kept me entertained for the past year, and uh, I hope that we can all get through these next few months, and I hope that we can get to a some state of normality again. And I'm wishing all the best to all the artists, all the venues, um, all the bookers, and all the crew that have been part of my community in the past year. And a huge thanks, of course, to yourself, Owen on the point of everything and to all the the folks in media who have given us a platform and allowed us to talk about this stuff. All right, that's it from me. Uh, Thanks for listening to my ramble. Hello again. So in those two clips, we heard music by Le Boom called What We Do. That's an old song at the moment. Can't wait to hear new music from Le Boom. We also heard New Dad, I Don't Recognize You off the Waves EP. And then Emma mentioned Declan O'Rourke in Painter's Light. Laura Elizabeth Hughes, Days and Winter, a track by Sive. I didn't get to chat with Emma Langford for her second album, Sewing Acorns, which she released in 2020, but let's take a listen to Sailor's Wife of it, hopefully. We'll be hearing a lot more music from Emma uh, next year. Well, I put my life on hold, waiting round for you. And now you sail the seven seas And what am I to do? And do you think of me out there? Are you coming home? Or did you pack a single care And setting out alone? Now you're drifting Sailor's Wife by Emma Langford there. So good. Next, we're going to hear from two of my favourite new acts of 2021. 
First up is Cork rapper Keston, who released a brilliant EP called Reflection in the first half of the year. I think he did a show with Outsider YP in Elizabeth Ford in the city, in Cork City. Should I specify? Does everybody know where Elizabeth Ford is? It's amazing anyway. If you ever go to Cork, like it's free, just walk around it. Great views of, of a very changing city at the moment. That gig sounded like it was very special. Then we'll hear from singer-songwriter Jackie Beverly. See you on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, what's the story? What's the crack? It's Misha Keston. Keston is Adam Dumb for the people that don't know KSD, the representative of Cork County, lads. The greatest county in the land of the Emerald Isle. I'll say it again. Cork of boo. Cork City stand up. Cork County. And like I said, my name is Keston. I am an artist, and I'll, I'll tell you how it is. I'm trying to be the next king of hip-hop and put Irish hip-hop on the map. Um, yes, I'll say it with my entire being. Um, this is what I'm trying to go for. Very ambitious, but that's how it is, lads. And without a doubt, it's a privilege and honor to be on the Point of Everything podcast and just reflect and, I guess, give my perspective on certain subjects and, um, I guess, give you my interpretation of how 2021 was. And um, I hope we have a great show and hope you have a laugh with me. And, yeah, let's let's get it cracking, lads. Let's, let's crack along. So, without a doubt, 2020 slash 2021 was all over the gaff. It was bonkers. It was hectic. But... At the end of the day, I do believe that it was also a blessing in disguise. And um, look, for myself, I was able to release my second EP on the 23rd of April, 2021. And I guess I just took it as an opportunity to corner an audience. Um, Yes, everything was locked off and I wasn't able to get out there and network like I used to. So I was like, look, there's a lot that you're going through in terms of you know, there was the Black Lives Matter movement and 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 me, I guess, defining what it means to be a man for myself. And I just put pen to paper and I started recording. And like I said, released my EP Reflection, where I spoke on what it meant to be a black Irish fiend. And I guess my interpretation of the Black Lives Matter movement here in Ireland, you know. And I spoke on a very, very sensitive subject such as sexual assault. And again, me being a man, being someone that I guess can be relied on in terms of my girlfriend, um, my mother, my father, being the interpretation of the man that I want to be, you know? And I released it and it got a great, great, great response. And I was able to follow it up with a music video um, for UNITY, one of the single, a single on the EP Reflection. Um, Anyone that's a hip hop enthusiast will know that UNITY is an ode to Queen Latifah's UNITY back in 94. Now again, she kind of went down the path of women empowerment, whereas I was like, look, let me speak to my black people in Ireland and question, do black lives matter? Of course they do, but it's a question that I wanted to put out there for my black Irish people and I guess the black community as a whole. Unity, 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 
things flow like a river This message for my mother, brothers, and my little sisters This message for them crucified for being another nigga Big lips, nap your hair, certified nigga Even if you mixed, you still just another nigga Summertime, spring, autumn, and in the winter Light skin, white mom, still another nigga Half white don't mean jack, you still black, nigga Brought up in the white man's land I understand, just cause we talk like them you think they friends, realize you are the outsider in the midst of indeed Life will be a bitch, if white man don't call you a nigga Black man gon' shoot you down by pulling the trigger If not that, stab in the back or in the side The rage of a black man who's not satisfied Until he sees the blood of a nigga king dripping on the side Who am I, crucified, Tutsi Hutu You kill me and my kin and realize not what you do, do you? That this here is a curse upon us, many of our people and here I say, been shot, dropped, enslaved, led astray by our own people Shit, nigga, you look just like me, but I'll take any opportunity to have you under me That's why our people love the taste of catastrophe, what you mad at me? Well, nigga, fuck you too, if white man bad, we is bad, multiply by two Just another black man who wants greater for our people 2020, here we are, still suffering and feeble Expecting other people to look upon us as equal Steal, rape, and kill, embody the name of evil They crucified Christ, the man on Calvary What they gon' do to a black man like me Who remembers 2010, 2020, 650 Lecky massacre, blood rained down in the city 2014, screaming, bring back our girls Tyler Blanche, niggas fighting for the most absurd Black lives matter, right? Well, nigga, do they? They won't unless you say today's the day That I'll do what I can to make some way that I'll do my part, not just for only me Don't matter big or small, what black you from You and Nighty, why Latifah taught me song that goes And yeah, like I said, it, it was difficult because the venues were shut down, but shout out to Quarantine FM. They were able to kind of put together a gig, getting artists representing the North, South, East and West. And I was a Cork representative and I was able to put out a show there uh, because it was a live recording. A couple of other venues in Cork were doing similar things. Cypress Avenue in Cork as well. Shout out to them. Yeah, that's how I was getting my music out there. And thankfully, like I said, I was able to garner that audience, get my name out there, Keston the artist, and slowly getting to my goal of, you know, being that representative of Irish hip hop. Because I'm I'm a competitive fiend, you know. I wanna compete with the Kojaks, Jafaris, uh Nilo, shout out to my man Nilo up in Dublin, Outsider YP, Tulu McKay, not even only the rappers, J L O L. Uh, Soleil, the academics. Um, I want to compete with all of them and be the best. And again, to push that further along, I want to be able to represent Ireland and compete with the UK and the Americans. And I think this year was a good step forward in that. Musically, I do feel I've grown. Again, there's a lot more for me to do, but I have grown musically this year and it's it's been a blessing, definitely. Right, so music-wise, 2021, my favorite music. I guess we should go from the angles of albums. Um, that actually reminds me, like it's that time of the year where Spotify does the wrap-ups and it tells you like your favorite artist songs. Um, my like favorite artist 
of course, was myself. My number two was, I think, the artist Her, followed, or no, J. Cole, followed by Her, Kanye West, and it might have been Drake or something like that. And I, it just shows you how, how up me arse I am. Having myself as number one. But you know what? If you don't support your own music, if you don't, you know, believe in your own sauce, who will? But I guess from the perspective of albums, I really enjoyed the artist Her. Um, back of my mind, um, it was a sick album. Um, the intro of the album really just captured me. And oh, I'm a sucker for heavy instrumentation because myself, I've been playing the keys or the piano since I was seven because I grew up in the church. I really favored that more than like heavy 808s. Don't get me wrong, I really appreciate that, but like sick keys good chord progression sick bass line drums hitting a certain way it hits for me or if i hear sax in the background um that's why silk sonic bruno mars and anderson pack their last album was really really good can't for the life of me remember what the name of it was but i really enjoyed their album j cole off season if you're into the rap the rap rap of course you're gonna enjoy that it's not my favorite j cole album but definitely um an album that i enjoyed in 2021 dave were alone in this together um he was another one um, but you know what if i bring it back home to ireland i gotta give a salute to kojak dublin's kojak town's dead was a good piece of work definitely solid piece of work someone else that i guess people will find surprising on my end or like garland i think she released a project called the woman on the internet um but the song that really stood out to me i think she released it as a single beforehand it was like do you mind da, 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 da. and i was just like yo because i heard it at work one time and i was like yo i gotta go full throttle in this music thing just full time be dedicated because there's this woman that's doing bits so shout out to her come take it all I wanna know if you're trying to be honest then why'd you break your promise oh, you said you were mine I wanna fall for you again so much easier the first time Salame, a cork rapper. Um, El Bay is a cork band. 
666. Um, I really, really love Toshin. Um, sick voice. She's an artist up in Dublin. Um, her vocals and her stage presence is amazing. Tula McKay, shout out to her. Denise Chayla from Limerick. Awkward Z from Waterford. My label mates, Outsider YP, Olympio, Empty Heart. Shout out to all of them as well. I was giving them a listen. Something that I really want to advocate is supporting Irish music. Now for me, I'm a, I'm a bit of a swat. Um, for those that are not Irish, I'm a nerd. Like so, and because I'm competitive, I will listen to a load of Irish artists, take it in, learn, so that I can become better. Um, because I want to be the best, I don't have an issue humbling myself and learning and seeing the intricate details of what other people too, and be like, ah, cool adding that to what i have and making myself better you know so i will learn from others no bothers and we have the talent you know we definitely have the talent um i just wish you know irish radio would kind of support us a little bit more but we definitely have the talent um plantain Papi, shout out to that man them up in dublin as well kind of does the afro fusion jew uh Afrin, afro fusion kind of vibe um, but he's vibes, he's just cool vibes, he's from Dublin as well, and um, RTE Rising Stars, I think Rising Stars, something like that, they really promoted him, I believe, this year, so shout out to him, um, who, you know what, Cello, he's like an Irish drill rapper um, up in Dublin, they're equivocating him to the Irish Stormzy, um, but he had a huge, huge hit this year. Dublin, Dublin. I got beef with Dublin. I got beef with Dublin. Just in terms of a competitive spirit, but that was a sick song. So shout out to Cello. Yo, being from Dublin, but you don't know shit about me. I never been jail, never been OT. I'm on the seaside with my grafters beat. I got love for the boys on the seaside, cause seaside got love for me. Shots again, that's my clamor family. Yo, being from Dublin, but you don't know shit about me. I never been jail, never been OT. I'm on the seaside with my grafters beat. I got love for the boys on the seaside, cause seaside got love for me. Shots again, that's my clamor family. I heard all this talk about ganging. What you know about gang? You couldn't last five minutes in, but no. You get pulled on the 14 bus, chose to be singing like Marley Malone, just to get bare on the Nango Road. That's not my bike, said doorstep if you act tough in my area code. I told bro, put a whip in reverse, but the reverse, they just ain't walking. Hey, sh- got slurs in the face, in the back of mace, now was big bros looking. If you have bound, better shut them doors. If, if you have bang, better close them curtains. They lost our son, she said she ain't hurting, but she's hurting. Big, big bro fell in love with the band, no, now it's workers, up noise and early. Run here, we don't move a gun to ride a mash rope with hammers and hailies. Ride a go there where voices scramblers. You might have found from gangsters. Win from postmen are part time trappers. Postmen are part time trapping. Bro said stick to the school thing, if it don't work, it's rap or trapping. Say it again, cause I said it before. Run here, you get killed for scores, so best watch your watch when you walk at your kill more. Ha ha! Yo! Y'all being from Dublin, but you don't know shit about me. I never been jail, never been OT. I'm on the seesaw with my grafters beat. I got love for the boys on the seaside, cause seaside got love for me. Shasiki, that's my clan, my family. Aye, y'all being from Dublin, but you don't know shit about me. I never been jail, never been OT. I'm on the seaside with my grafters beat. I got love for the boys on the seaside, cause seaside got love yeah, for me. Yeah, like I said, the Irish music scene, rap scene, it's bubbling. You know, so 
definitely, definitely, if you're listening, go out there, support these names that I've mentioned, the singers, the rappers, the producers. There's an amazing, amazing scene. And uh, yeah, go on era, go on Ireland. Now, 2021, in terms of what I was watching, I'm glad so I'm just going to go off the top of my head. Recently, on Netflix, I was watching The Harder Day Fall. It's like a sick, um, kind of cowboy-orientated film. It's just sick. And Kevin Hart's true story. I was sick. Just epic. King Richard, Venus and Serena William movie with Will Smith. I really enjoyed that. Um, anything that was Marvel-related, of course, I'm gonna go watch it. But you know what? Let's let's go to podcast, Irish podcast. Apart from the point of everything podcast, which is a podcast you must listen to. Come on, that's. Um, I really enjoyed. There's a big, big Dublin podcast. Um, Where your head at? Podcast. Shout out to them. Old Man Podcast. The Direct Message Podcast. Tree at the back. These are podcasts I really, really, you know, listen to, and th- th- these are Irish based as well. So shout out to all of them. It's just the scene is growing, the scene is evolving. You know, the music scenes coming and popping up. Um, the podcast scene, you've got actors popping up doing cool things. The poetry scene, you know, the 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 music and I guess entertainment scene as a whole is really developing. And yeah, just just support that. Wherever you see good talent, good Irish talent, go ahead and support. And um, yeah, look, we will push to make 2022 a great, great year. We will push to, in order for us to compete with the Brits and the Americans, um, to any creative that's out there, put your best foot forward. You know, 2021 for me, like I said, was a great year of development. Now, 2022, by the grace of almighty God up in heaven, I'll be able to do more. I'll be able to push boundaries. I'll be able to be that epitome of Irish hip hop that I'm longing to be and knock down those doors and really put Cork and Ireland as a whole on the map. And yeah, anyone that's a creative, anyone that's in the business sense and in, in the... In, in the science field, whatever it is, just put your best foot forward. Put those that positive energy and positive thought out there and put the work in. And yeah, you definitely will see the fruits of your labor. And yeah, just everyone out there, push, push, push. And um, just put your best foot out there and see what the universe rewards you with. Oh uh-huh. 
Right, so favorite song of the year has to be Silk Chiffon by Muna and Phoebe Bridgers. I turn this song on and I sing it at the top of my lungs and I dance around my house and it just reminds me of simpler times uh, of being like young in my kitchen and uh, singing along to my favorite pop star. It's just pure serotonin (laughs) and the music video is great as well. It's super gay as well, so (laughs) I really like it. But another great song and it's probably... I wouldn't say on the opposite side of the spectrum in terms of like production and musicality, but in terms of the message that it sends, definitely. Um, Fire Kites by Noga Arez. She's an artist that I just discovered like pretty much at the start of this year. I know she's been around for a long time, but um, Fire Kites, I actually discovered her on YouTube, which is my favorite way of discovering new artists because I don't know, you can kind of get the full picture in terms of like um, creativity and just uh, them as an artist and fire kites there is a live performance of Noga Arez doing this and I think when I first saw it I think I watched it 10 times in a row it was just amazing so powerful and obviously a lot to do with uh, the war over in Palestine and yeah it's just amazing so really really powerful stuff 
there's also way way more songs but they're kind of involved with the album side of things so I'll maybe go on to talk about my favorite albums now of 2021 um, and these are in no particular order I actually had to go back and check the choice music prize long list just because there was so much amazing music released this year like Danny Larkin notes for Maiden Warrior amazing James Vince McMorrow, Grapefruit Season, it was just like hit after hit after hit. I remember going to see him perform some of the songs live in The Big Romance. I was lucky enough to nab myself a seat front row and centre and oh, his tunes are just unbelievable, like literally a hit machine. So that was really, really special. First time ever listening to John Francis Flynn was when I listened to his album I Would Not Live Always. Absolutely beautiful renditions of some gorgeous folk songs. Made me fall in love with folk a little bit more, if that's even possible. Saint Sister, Where I Should End, obviously beautiful album. Gemma and Morgana Can Do No Wrong, it's just stunning and I think they produced the whole album themselves which is just even more incredible. <laughs> Every single song is just so special and tells a beautiful story kind of woven in and out through this unbelievable production. It's just really, really impressive. Soda Blonde then with Small Talk. I was always a huge fan of Little Green Cars. So when Soda Blonde came out with uh, their new music and stuff, I was delighted. Um, Faye's voice is unbelievable. And yeah, their songs are super powerful. Like Delicate Hands is amazing. And there's lots of other really, really great tracks on that record as well. Villagers, Fever Dreams. I'm sure this list is going to be pretty similar to pretty much everybody uh, that sends you a voice note, but Fever Dreams, again, just absolutely stunning production, like orchestral vibes and um, Connor's songwriting is just out of this world, like really, really good. He's an artist that I really look up to um, in terms of songwriting and lyric writing. And then going a bit further abroad, Arlo Parks, Collapsed in Sunbeams stunning like just absolutely gorgeous um and then lucy dacus home video and actually there's a thing with lucy dacus and phoebe bridgers so when i first started releasing music i don't know actually up until this year i was always very self-conscious about what it sounded like and how it was perceived and i'm very much a ballad gal like i will write ballads and but at the start when i started releasing music i was like oh i don't really know if that's like cool anymore or like whatever um and phoebe bridgers and lucy dacus just kind of reminded me that actually it's chill you can write ballads um and just kind of like do what you feel like is your writing strength 
so yeah it was just really nice when uh home video came out that and like a lot of lucy dax's songs are are ballad style and like singer songwriter and just kind of reminded me that there's such a beauty in that and you know like those kind of songs like songs that you sit down and and properly listen to um and they tell a, a proper story and stuff it's just really really nice to kind of come back to so that's it for albums um i'm sure there's so many more like i'm trying to think if there's um many, like denise chyla's uh it's a mixtape which just dropped absolutely incredible um so so good so i think there's like definitely some newer albums that i'm missing but yeah it's been it's been an unbelievable year for irish music in general in terms of gigs there is one gig that stood out to me so much this year and it wouldn't have happened if my friend sarah uh didn't get me last minute tickets but I actually feel sorry for anyone who wasn't at the self-esteem gig in Workman's because, oh my God, I came out of that gig a changed woman. Like, I felt like I could climb Mount Everest after leaving Workman's. (laughs) Self-esteem, I think her name is Rebecca... Oh, is it Rebecca Taylor? Anyway, you know, like, sometimes acts from, uh, like, the UK or even from America or anywhere else in the world who are touring an album and who might not be that big who haven't kind of broken other countries yet they tend to come over um and play venues like workmen's or like the kind of middle-sized venues like that and their sets usually much more stripped back uh because of like money issues or like that kind of thing because everyone knows touring is fucking expensive but um she brought her three backup singers and they kind of like are her dancers as well and her drummer and put on a full fucking show and it was unbelievable like pop music at its finest but also like super powerful messages like I do this all the time and uh like prioritize pleasure is just like I can't I can't even begin to describe the energy in the room that night it was hands down my favorite gig of 2021 and I would go as far as saying my favorite gig like ever I know that's a huge statement to make, but yeah, it was just unbelievable. So that's definitely uh, top of the list for shows for me. And then the last thing that you just mentioned was to talk about like how the year kind of went. I think I am in a very privileged position to say that I actually had quite a good year. I think I'm a little bit of an introvert at heart. So, you know, lockdowns and uh, like things closing and stuff for me and the current kind of situation that I'm in or the current place that I'm in in my life it's not uh entirely a bad thing and that I don't there's there's no pressure kind of to go out and socialize and stuff when maybe I might not be feeling up for it but you know when the pandemic did kick in I feel like I was at a very kind of uh like I was just about to play my first ever headline show uh and then like obviously everything had to shut down that was at the start of the pandemic and then I guess it kind of gave me time to take stock of like what I wanted to do with music and stuff like that and I did a bit of writing and I, I'm I have an EP out of it all that's coming out next year but this year was a funny one because things kind of opened back up and then they closed and they opened back up and then they closed and I'm very good with going with the flow but this time around I don't know if I would have handled it very well if my show had to be rescheduled for the fifth time 
So I'm seriously lucky that I got in just in that little window before the government came in and like closed the nightclubs and reduced capacity to 50%. And I am so grateful that I got to play that show. I'm so disheartened for all my other kind of musician friends and people working in the arts and stuff who have worked so hard to make things a safe space for people to play. And I know it's just, I know everyone's going to be saying the same thing. Like, yeah, I don't really know what else to say on that, but I think we just have to go with the flow as much as we can and also support each other, you know, by buying merch or, you know, buying records or, or even buying tickets to gigs that might not be happening in the hope that they will and, you know, yourself, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, overall, I've been very lucky. I moved into a gorgeous new house with my girlfriend and my dog that we're renting, which the rent is extortionate and I'm just about able to afford it. So feeling very lucky on that front. My friends and family are healthy, so also very uh, grateful for that. Um, and yeah, got to play my headline show. So yeah, all around good, good vibes. Um, and hopefully that continues into next year. So yeah, I don't want to talk anymore because this is already at 10 minutes and 18. But um, thank you so much for having me on and um, really looking forward to hearing the podcast for The Point of Everything. It's uh, one of my favorite podcasts. So there was a lot of music over the past like 35, 40 minutes recommended by Keston and Jackie Beverly. If you didn't have Shazam out, here's what we heard. We heard Keston, a track called Unity. He recommended Orla Gartland, Do You Mind? And Cello, a track called Dublin, which is unreal. Then we heard Jackie Beverly's latest single, Temporary State, which is so good. So good. During her clip, we heard James Vincent McMorrow, Hollywood and Vine. Probably my favorite track off his latest album grapefruit season uh i thought it stood out when i saw that pilot show at ivy gardens in the middle of summer and uh yeah i've recognized that track instantly when i heard the album i think is brilliant and lastly what we're listening to now jackie recommended soda blonde this track is called the things we say in the heat of the night this is off their debut album small talk which i think will probably make the joyce prize shortlist Speaking of, 
One of the annual traditions on the TPOE podcast is a choice prize preview with John Barker from Totally Irish. He's in best of mode right now himself on his own show, which you can hear every Sunday night on 98FM and listen back on Spotify. He did best new acts last weekend. He's got best songs this weekend. And then I think the week after, just before Christmas, he's going through best albums of the year. All Irish, totally Irish. Do you, get, do you get the name of the show now? So I didn't want to spoil those when I asked him if he'd be up for sending me something. So I told him he could just do international stuff that he's been loving this year if he wanted to. But well, he just couldn't resist. Hey everyone, this is John Barker. I present 98FM's weekly Irish music show, Totally Irish. I also help run the live showcase event that is called Tilt. Firstly, thank you very much, Ono Sullivan, for asking me to contribute to this feature, which involves looking back over some of my musical highlights of 2021. Normally, when I'm reviewing my musical highlights of a particular year, I would say that the majority of what I talk about is based on my favourite gigs or festivals or live performances of the year. I love going to gigs and I love seeing an act on stage and truly understanding and appreciating the essence of their artistry. But you know what? For me, 2021, it's going to be remembered as the year when I didn't go to any gigs or festivals for various different reasons. I had, towards the end of this year, I had tickets to go and see several acts and because a couple of people I I was going with were sick and also because my son threw an absolute wobbler a couple of nights in particular, uh, I wasn't able to go to those gigs. I, I had hoped to go and see the Merry Wallopers next Friday in Vicar Street. Myself and the lads from the radio show had bought tickets, but obviously that's been cancelled. So... Yeah, I'm going to end the year without having gone to a gig. Let us hope to fuck that never happens ever again. So I think though, when I look back on 2021, it's probably going to be for me the year when artists had the time and the space to release lots of new material, whether that was through new singles or EPs or even albums. It seemed like, honestly, it seemed like most Fridays, there were several artists on any Friday, that artists that I really love, that were releasing albums, particularly here in Ireland. On an international level, I loved Sharon Van Etten's album from this year, Epic 10. I mean, I listened to it a lot this year. Something which Spotify Wrapped reminded me of last week. I mean, it was no surprise when I saw that Epic 10 was my most played album of the year. Sharon Van Etten is, is an artist that I've gone to a lot over the years. It's it's almost like I would almost describe it as comfort listening. I, I love her voice. I love her lyrics. And I love her slightly mournful melodies that she has as well. And this this album, I think anyway, is unique in the way her seven songs on the album are then followed by the same seven songs being interpreted by the likes of Idols, um, Fiona Apple, Big Red Machine and Lucinda Williams. Has that ever been done before in one album? I don't know. It probably has, but I don't think it has. I'm not sure. Speaking of comfort listening, 
Have you listened to Sufjan Stevens' album from September called A Beginner's Mind? It's a collaboration that he did with the musician Angelo de Augustine. I mean, what a fucking beautiful album this is. There's a song on it that's called This Is The Thing that when I heard it for the first few times, it just made my heart swell. I listened to it once and then I listened to it again and again. Here, sure, I'll play some of it right now for you guys to have a listen to. This is the thing about people You never really know what's inside Somewhere in the soul there's a secret Hysteria grows where it was invited This is the thing about fiction How everything feeds on its paranoia Isn't that beautiful? The man is a genius! Another musical highlight of 2021 for me has been the recent Beatles documentary Get Back like I've been a a huge Beatles fan my whole life I've read so many books about the various members in the band I've watched loads of documentaries I used to video record documentaries when I was a kid uh, that were on Channel 4 about them I remember watching them over and over again and you know I've bought all the albums and I've listened to them so many times and I, I like I thought that I knew I thought I knew who the Beatles were I thought I knew who the four members were but having watched hours and hours of footage of them on this documentary working together horsing around together arguing with each other it's given me a whole new impression of the band and, and who they were especially with regards to like the likes of Paul McCartney I always always admired Paul McCartney but I've definitely since watching the documentary, got a greater appreciation of his creativity and even his personality. I've always loved John. Ringo is Ringo. And as for George... Uh, I think I'll be le- uh, leaving what? the band now. When? Now. In terms of Irish music in 2021, the most obvious aspect that stands out for me is the amount of really really good female artists who made a big impression this year with their music april signed to atlantic records home of ed sheeran and charlie xcx lucy blue signed to sony and across genres such as r&b pop spoken word hip-hop and guitar music we saw a huge amount of great releases from new female artists in particular from the likes of abby Kulabali, carrie baxter amy michelle kinsey hallie Pastiche, Male, Firefox, Salavidme, and loads, loads more that I can't think of off the top of my head. I mean, like, I, I play brand new music every single week on the show, and I have done for 12 years, and I've never seen such a high level of music being released by new female artists. So I started off this piece saying that 2021 was the year when everyone seemed to be releasing albums. So it would be a bit weird if I didn't finish off this piece by chatting briefly about my favourite Irish albums of the year. For me, there were five standout albums amongst a lot of really, really good albums. Biceps album, Isles, 
contains so many iconic moments and masterpieces that have soundtracked my year. Orla Gartland released a wonderful debut album, which is full of brilliantly written songs, all of them catchy and funny and really, really honest. Conor O'Brien wrote the album that I've always wanted him to make as Villagers. I love Fever Dreams. This is his masterpiece, in my opinion. Kojak's album, Towns Dead, should be the soundtrack in years to come to reeling in the years when they look back at 2021. It's an album that confirms Kojak's talent and makes you really excited about what he can do in the future. And finally, the album from Dave Balfe, for those I love, is beautiful, heartbreaking. It's the most unique album you'll ever hear. It's an incredible celebration of friendship and the reminder that we should all cherish the people in our lives that we love every single day. And yeah, here ends my rather lengthy look back at some musical highlights of 2021. Thank you for listening. Let's hope we bump into each other at some gigs in 2022. Thanks to John Barker for that amazing clip. And from one radio DJ to another. Niall Swimmers Jackson was part of the Irish Jam radio show in London for a number of years to which I also contributed over the years. That came to an end this year, alas. Usually I give them my tips for the end of year shows, but this year I asked Niall to give me his. As he says, I turned the table on him. So let's take a listen first to Lose Myself off Summer's debut album, Murmuration, which was released in 2020, before Niall runs us through his year of music. So no one can see me Want to lose myself Invisibility I want to lose Myself I want to see 2021, eh? Well, it's the first year we haven't done uh, an Irish jam best of, so it's nice to contribute to the point of everything one, turning tables. I listened to less Irish music this year as a result of stopping the Irish jam, but it wasn't for want of quality. Owen asked me to mention how the year went personally, and uh, well, we got married third time lucky, and then finally um, moved into a house after being semi-homeless for most of the summer. Uh, But the music, when it returned, it was amazing. Honestly, it felt like being a teenager again, going to gigs in London. I started going again towards the end of August at Villagers in Rough Trade. Um, I actually saw Damien Dempsey and Neve Regan in the London Irish Centre the night before that, which was my first gig. In a year and a half. Just to be left be, want to be myself. But want someone to love me, I wanna be. Myself. 
Wide Awake Festival in Brockwell Park. Saw so many great British bands. It was an outdoor festival. It was sunny. Self-esteem were there. Snapped ankles who I'd never seen before. Lost Bitchos from Australia. I saw Idols, Average, Shame, Average. Black Midi was great. Black Country New Road did a really chill set. Quite surprising. Squid, pretty good. But the band of the festival and my band of the year is Dry Cleaning. There's been many imitations since, but New Long Leg, their debut record, is so wonderful and I've gone back to it so many times. Probably Song of the Year is Scratchyard Lanyard and Album of the Year for me is Dry Cleaning, New Long Leg. Recently, I've had a good run of Altered Hours from Cork, amazing new album. I saw Just Mustard in Peckham, and there was a Peckham. So many venues in London. But yeah, there's been great albums as well. I'm a big fan of the Adrian Crowley um, album, Under the Watchful Eye of the Stars. And I saw, I saw him play actually in The Slaughtered Lamb too at the end of September. Oh, 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 I'm a northbound. Oh, 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 I'm a northbound. Stoke. Cherum, they played in Paper Dress Vintage in Hackney, and they were great, and they're from Derry. As far as playing gigs goes, I returned to the stage in September. We finally played uh, the Irish Jam party that we usually do every St. Patrick's Day. Uh, we played it as a rap party when we finished the show up in September, um, and that was myself and Ashnane Logan and Mr. Billy Bob Bound. Bob Bell, Rob Cotter from the Irish Jam. I, I'm going to play one more gig at Christmas in London with Keelan Sherlock from Cork and I can't wait for that. Fingers crossed that happens too. I've been continuing to buy lots of records and watch a lot more TV, must be said. Uh, who hasn't been reveling in succession this year, whether you're catching up on all three seasons or watching season three Monday by Monday. That's also been one of my favorite things, going back to appointment TV and watching it as it, well not as it happens, but with everybody else. Curb Your Enthusiasm, season 11 is it, or 12? This, this season has been amazing. Really enjoyed it, Larry David on top form. And then I saw a couple of things, I wasn't a big fan of Midnight Mass, a lot of people were raving about that, but just reminded me of junk I would have watched in TV3 back in the day. Um, and that's probably what wraps it up for me over 2021 for TV and music. I mean, I'm sure I bought loads of international records, but they're all just escaping me now. I got a Sparkle Horse box set called Box of Stars, which is absolutely beautiful and has been a mild obsession of mine for the entire year. Um, I was without a record player for about six months while we had no house. Uh, Villagers, of course. Fever Dreams. Beautiful return. And I'm hoping to see him in Vicker Street this Christmas if gigs are allowed to continue. So all in all, it's been uh, like one of the most memorable years of my life, but also one of the most stressful. So I hope everybody has a lovely Christmas and that 2022 is a little bit kinder, 
and buy some tickets, buy some records, get out there. We're looking forward to hearing what you got in 2022. Oh, special shout out, I think, to Hey Rusty and Arrivalists. There were two CDs I bought this year. Beautiful records. And I think they should be on the Choice Music Prize list. Whether they are or not is another thing altogether. Hey Rusty, Anorak, released on Unique Technique Records and Arrivalists, Last of the Written Pages, which I believe was self-released by the wonderful Patrick Barrett. Thanks to Niall Jackson for that, as well as his own track, Lose Myself. During that clip, we also heard Adrian Crowley's, or Crowley's? I think Cork people say Crowley, or West Cork people say Crowley. That's my first inclination, but I think it might be Crowley. Adrian Crowley's Northbound Stowaway during the clip. That's off Adrian's latest album, The Watchful Eye of the Stars. We talked to Hey Rusty on the TPOE podcast in September, which holds up as a very good chat, in my opinion. But Arrivalists were a new one on me, so thanks to Niall for that recommendation. Let's take a listen to The Books Are Piling Up off Arrivalists' debut album, Last of the Written Pages. This is Books are piling up Carry on. 
So that's almost everyone now. Here is the last clip that I was sent. It's Connie Keane, aka Fears, who I talked to earlier this year on the TPOE podcast around the release of her debut album, Iha. This track is called Bones. It's taken off the album. Connie from Fears and Mail. Um, thank you so much for asking me about my kind of topics of 2021. It's been definitely a bit of a weird year. I think we can all agree music-wise, everything has felt like very stop and starty. We've had a lot of uh, false promises, <laughs> as it turns out, and as it definitely uh, feels right now, with especially like the new restrictions which have just come in in Ireland. Um, it's been a bit weird to be based in London, watching everything happening in Ireland, booking tours and shows between both the UK and Ireland and how the two different places have been treating stuff. It's been really um, odd, I guess. So first of all, I kind of want to just say a, a massive well done to all of the promoters in Ireland who have really gone through it and still continue to offer us incredible experiences uh, as both punters and also as artists i think i think a lot of people have done really incredible work over the past 12 months um in terms of music i think so far my my favorite irish record of the year has been convertible by the altered hours uh which came out on pizza pizza records I just think it's an incredibly special record. I went to see them um, in London, I'm going to say a week ago, two weeks ago. It was such a fantastic show. And I know they've had to reschedule some of their Irish dates, but I highly recommend whenever you get the chance to go see them to definitely go do that. Um, I guess I was I was looking back at my Spotify wrapped, which is what we all do. Uh, and, and looking at a lot of the stuff that I spent uh, my time listening to this year it's a bit weird I actually I ended up listening to podcasts more than anything I've had a year of, of making a fair bit I guess or releasing a fair bit and I think sometimes when you're very wrapped up in your own releases it's really nice to have a break from music while still be listening to stuff um I listen to really bad quality podcasts so, so we're not gonna we're actually not gonna talk about that <laughs> um I, I think uh, internationally, one of my favorite records of the year was definitely Reflection by Lorraine James. I think it's an incredible, incredible collection of songs. I love her production overall. I think she's amazing. Um, it's It's been so great to kind of see her develop over the past few years and the amount of critical acclaim that I think that that record got it really, really deserved. Uh, other than that, I have been really rinsing sour by Olivia Rodrigo all year. 
I think uh, I think it's a wonderful record. And I know a lot of people kind of have been listening to it and going, well, she just robbed this song off this person, this song off this person. But I, I just don't see it like that at all. I think I think she has like clearly got influences, but we all do. And um, I think it's it's fantastic, fantastic pop music. I just think it's it's got like a track for every stage of a crush or every stage of a friendship breakdown. And it's one that has really kind of uh, stayed with me a lot. So those would be like my two international music picks, I would say. I feel very lucky because I've gotten a chance to put out two like substantial to me releases in the past year. I put out my debut album, Sphere, it's called Iha, in May. And then I put out um, the debut EP of my punk band Male called Gender Studies at the end of October. Uh and I feel incredibly lucky and really privileged to have been able to do that at a time of so much uncertainty and to still have had those moments of joy and sharing and to feel like I've actually done something, which it's it's just it's felt really, really special. So um, a massive thank you to everybody who has been supportive of those things. Thank you to Connie for that clip. I'm so jealous that she got to see Altered Errors this year. They supported Fontaine's DC around the UK, which sounded like an absolute blast. It looked great on social media on the clips that I saw. And they were great for posting behind the scenes stuff as well. Um, I was hoping to see Altered Hours in Dublin at the end of November, but alas, that gig got cancelled. But let's take a listen to Love You off Convertible. The album is less than 30 minutes, but man, what a 30 minutes. Strap in.
That's Lovey of Altered Area's second album, Convertible, which I would highly recommend. Thanks to all of the contributors that we've heard from over the course of this very long episode. Thanks to you guys for listening. Hopefully, if you're still listening, you've heard something you really enjoyed and are off to support the artist right now. I think that's one of the themes of the past couple of years, how willing acts are to support each other and how willing they are to kind of shout about it that actually we need you guys to buy the album or to support the music or buy the t-shirt, buy the merch. It's needed now more than ever. Well, since I'm all alone and we're kind of near the end, I guess I may as well give my albums of the year now. We'll do international first and then Irish. John Barker earlier in the episode mentioned the Beatles and that amazing documentary Let Go that's available, I think, on Disney+. Plus. Um, it's unbelievable. Let It Be, the super deluxe edition that's available on Spotify, I think, uh, is one of my, instantly, one of my most played albums of the year, but I don't think that I can count it in this. But just know that if you bump into me or if you want to just uh, talk to me about the Beatles, please, please do. But okay, my five favorite albums that have been released this year. Five is Solar Power, the third album from Lord, which is a bit of a left turn. I think people didn't quite know what she was going with on the album. I just found myself playing it again and again and again. I thought it was a good summer album. Um, maybe it's not as smart as it thinks it is, but I just think some of the songs are so good. I think she's going to be great at the festivals next year. Um, Faye Webster released an album called I Know I'm Funny, Haha. Ha. It's a very well, I guess, as you can tell from the album title, it's quite a wry record, but I just think she writes really great down-to-earth uh, lo-fi pop songs. Um, I found myself playing this while I was quite sick in September, not in COVID, but uh, in October. But like, I had the fire going uh, in a house where I was. I was down in Kerry for a weekend. I like persevered. I was like, okay, it's not COVID after I got a PCR test, of course, responsibly. And uh, I was thinking maybe the clear air will help me. And I went down and then I came back and it was just worse than ever. It was just a really terrible idea. But Faye Webster got me through it. Third on my favorite albums of the year list is Emma Jean Thackeray. It's an album called Yellow. She's part of the ever burgeoning, all conquering London jazz scene. She was born, she was born in Yorkshire, but uh, it says she's a resident of Catford, which Spotify tells me is in southeast London. Yellow is just an album that I found myself playing over the course of the summer. It's got this really, really upbeat vibe, uh, particularly Say Something, the second track off it. But you just kind of leave it going and you just realize, man, there are some catchy songs in here. I think the only way is up for Emma Jean Thackeray. Looking forward to hearing a lot more from her in the years ahead. My second favorite album of the year is Floating Points, Pharaoh Sanders and the London Symphony Orchestra. It's called Promises. Uh, it's a series of movements recorded kind of live. Um, just it just feels really really special um i kind of hadn't got floating points for a long time but i mean the star of the show is pharaoh sanders it's just an unbelievable collaboration and number one is tanash it's called 333 tanash has been making like great r&b pop music for years now kind of questionable returns it felt like uh 2020's comfort and joy was a little bit forced but i just think uh, this album, she kind of embraces a more popular side, and maybe that's what I was drawn to. But there's so many good songs on uh, this album. There's so many hits here. Um, hopefully, it hopefully it has done really well for Tanash, and it's kind of pushed her to the next level. Yeah, it's a really, really uh, great album, just full of hooks. 
Okay, my Irish albums of the year. Uh, number five is Kojak Towns Dead. The title track of this is probably the highlight of the whole package. It's double the length of his Delhi Daydreams mixtape slash debut album slash whatever we're calling it. And it kind of feels like he is setting himself a bar. He is setting his stall out. And this is going to be a very high bar for him to clear in the years ahead. What a statement album from one of Ireland's statement artists of the past decade. Fourth is Mick Flannery and Susan O'Neill, a.k.a. Son. It's called In The Game. They have been collaborating for a couple of years now, and they made this collaborative album, and it's it's just done so well for them. And saw them uh, go on tour in America. I talked to them on the Point of Everything podcast while they were, oh, I can't remember where they were, but they were, in, they were in the middle of a U.S. tour, which culminated in meeting Phoebe Bridgers. OMG, OMG. Uh, just a really great collaboration. Their voices just work so well together. Um, I think McFlannery has hit a real creative high point lately. He was nominated for the Choice Prize uh, in 2020. Oh yeah, the la- uh, a lot of people's last show before the initial lockdown hit. His self-titled album, great collection, but I think he's exceeded it on In The Game which has done wonders for him. And Susan O'Neill just seems like a star in the making that voice. It'll melt you. those i love is my third favorite album of the year but kind of the top three uh rotate so number two i have maria kelly the sum of the in-between see i told you if you can remember all the way back to the start i told you that we'd be hearing more about maria kelly and number one is saint sister where it should end but honestly you could rotate those three they're definitely my most played um albums of the year for those i love is unbelievable 
It's a self-referential album, a tribute by David Balfe to his friend Paul Kern, a poet uh, in Dublin who died a couple of years ago. And there is anger, there's joy across the record as well. Um, It's a very emotional album. And it feels like one that is going to live long in the memory, um, both for us as music fans and I think also for like the families who are affected, the friends um, that he, that Dave mentions on the album as well. Um, so I, I just think it's a stunning piece of work. Maria Kelly, The Sum of the In-Between is long way to debut album. I wasn't quite sure what to expect uh, with it, but I just remember being taken by the album um, from almost the first time that I pressed play. I talked to Julie from the band Hawk uh, for the TPOE podcast around the time of uh, the release of their second album, Leveling, which came out a couple of weeks before Maria Kelly released her album. They're label mates on Vita Records, but Julie was telling me that she just loves how Maria writes about kind of mental health and like it's all real. It's not put on like... We might think that some other artists are kind of putting it on. Um, What Maria Kelly is singing about is very, very real. And that's evident across the whole album. It's 14 tracks over 37 minutes. There's a couple of voice notes in there, which I was a really, really big fan of. I thought it really added um, to the journey that the album takes you on, which I think it definitely does. It all leads up to that failing forgiven voice note and into the title track, The Sum of the In-Between, which is so joyous. It's almost like a concept album, the way that you kind of feel that Maria has reached the, the light at the end of the tunnel. It's a really special album from a very special artist. I'm a wishful thinker And I'm really good at pretending that I'm fine And I'm clumsy as fuck I will straight up forget to love you sometimes And I'm a lightweight drinker I'm really bad at holding my own hand And I'm lonely enough I will do just about anything that I can do
Saint Sister, where I should end. It is the second album from Saint Sister, and I just knew that it was going to be bigger and better than what had gone before. They were very clear in their interviews, um, one of which you can hear in the TPOE archives, that they kind of wanted to be front and center of this album. I feel like they've developed both as people and as artists. Morgan's lyrics are probably the highlight of where I should end just from my brilliant friend through to Manchester Air, which is stunningly powerful, through to the unbelievable closer, Any Dreams. Just great track after great track and a lot of fun along the way as well, like karaoke song, a collaboration with Lisa Hannigan called The Place That I Work, two longtime collaborators now at this stage. And they produced it as well. Gemma was responsible for the sound of the album and like it, ju- it just sounds so good and it just continues this upwards trajectory for the band um hopefully it doesn't stop anytime soon um so those are my three kind of albums of the year for those i love maria kelly and saint sister like a lot of the contributors have said over the course of this episode it's been a really really great year for irish music thanks to all of the artists who put stuff out who did things to help other acts and their fans and everybody else in the Irish music industry. Hopefully things start getting back to a longer, more lasting normal in 2022. Thanks to all of you guys as well. If you're still listening to the podcast, thanks if you've listened to the show over the course of the year. We had over 30 episodes, lots of great interviews in there. Um, There's one more episode to come this year. I'll release it around Christmas time. It's a great interview. (laughs) Aren't they all? Aren't they all? Uh, With possibly the nicest person in Irish music. Let's play it with Oh My God, Oh Canada, which is probably my favorite track off St. Sister's album, Where I Should End. And let's do it all again in 12 months time. Hopefully. Well, not hopefully. I definitely know. We've got another great year of music ahead of us. Uh, Happy Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, Whatever people are supposed to say to sign off. Yada, yada, yada. This is Saint Sister. Oh my God, oh Canada.
Guess this is the show. 